Slava Isis Augustus, Slava Novike, glory be to Jesus Christ, glory be forever. This is Father Basil, again, hope everyone is well, wherever you're listening from today. And I'm going to continue reading from this book, Light for Life, The Mystery Lived, from God With Us Publications. And I was talking about repentance in the last few weeks, and now we're going to talk about uh, different aspects of repentance in our life and the tools that we use to repent. And the first tool is fasting. So the first tool for repentance, fasting. The Byzantine churches have elaborated a full calendar that places a rhythm of fasting throughout our whole life, beginning with the Didache itself, a document from the apostolic or immediate post-apostolic age. In the Didache it says, now about baptism. Before the baptism, the one who, who baptizes and the one, who be, one being baptized must fast with any others who can. And you must tell the one being baptized to fast for one or two days beforehand. The why of fasting is much more important than the when and how. A proper understanding of fasting is needed to avoid a merely legalistic or disciplinary approach to the practice, which could lead at worst to pride and at best to a rather dry formalism, not conducive to spiritual growth and intimacy with the Lord. As Father Alexander Schreeman points out, to fast is to enter into the experience of Christ being tempted in the desert. What does our life ultimately depend on? The bread of this world or God? Through sin, we have been tempted into believing that our life ultimately depends on this world, on food and things. Thus, we have become enslaved to them. We have become rivals to one another in acquiring these things. We use them to manipulate and control one another. We are oriented to the earth rather than toward God. We have made things a sacrilege rather than a sacrament of communion with God, seeking to find life from them apart from God, and thus they lose their meaning. By fasting, we break that orientation and we learn the lesson that our life truly depends on God, on, on his every word from his mouth. By fasting, we, we discover our basic hunger, the hunger for God himself. By fasting, we relearn the sacramental nat nature and goodness of all creation, enabling it once again to become communion. Fasting also readies us for an encounter with God. Thus, before celebrating the great mysteries of our faith in the church year, or during periods of intense prayer, we fast in preparation. This is the rationale behind the fasting before Holy Communion as well. During periods of fasting, we are expressing our desire to return to paradise, that condition before the fall when there was no violence in the creation. All things existed in peace, harmony, and communion. Remember that, according to Genesis, animals were eaten as food only after the fall, before we were vegetarians. 
much as we are during days and seasons of fasting in the Byzantine tradition. From Genesis, it says, See, I give you every seed-bearing plant all over the earth and every tree that has seed-bearing fruit on it to be your food. Out of the ground, the Lord God made various trees grow that were delightful to look at and good for food. You are free to eat from any of the trees in the garden. Finally, in the Byzantine tradition, fasting is not primarily seen as a penance. We do not offer up our fasting for some prayer intention. Those who, these are not in themselves bad or wrong reasons for fasting. For instance, the people of Nineveh in the book of Jonah were able through fasting in sackcloths and ashes to avert God's wrath. Yet there is a still higher and more noble reason for this discipline. Fasting helps us to be healed of our passions, to become purified for communion in Christ. St. Maximus the Confessor tells us that to repent of our sins is confession of Christ's death. But it is only by positive acts of virtue that we confess his resurrection. The earliest Christians continued the Jewish practice of weekly fasting, but came to do so as a commemoration of the betrayal and the crucifixion of Christ. From the Didache it says, Your fast must not be identical with those of the hypocrites. They fast on Mondays and Thursdays, but you should fast on Wednesdays and Fridays. Later, local churches extended fasting in annual cycles, which differed in the various traditions. While some local churches have made some adaptations to the cycle, the following fast periods are generally observed by Byzantine Christians. So we fast every Wednesday and Friday, except for the weeks immediately following Pascha, Christmas, the Sunday of the Pharisee and the Publican Pentecost. We fast during the Great Fast, 40 days before the Great and Holy Week. We fast uh, during the Great and Holy Week, especially the last three days before Pascha. We fast for the Christmas Fast, or what is called Advent, Polypica, November 15th to December 24th. We fast for the Fast of the Theotokos before the Domitian of the Mother of God. So this is from August 1st to August 14th. And we fast for the fast of Peter and Paul. So we fast from the day following All Saints Sunday all the way to June 28th. In general, the great fast and the great week are observed more rigorously than the other seasons. During these times, the church even forgoes the joyful celebration of the Divine Liturgy observing instead the liturgy of the pre-sanctified gifts. The minimal degree of fasting imposed by law at any of these times varies from one jurisdiction to another. So, you know, fasting from meat products on Fridays is what most Catholics are used to. So they don't eat meat Fridays except... Uh, during the times after the cell, if, if the Friday falls on the feast of the Lord or the Virgin Mary, then we don't, you don't usually fast 
uh, those days because they are not considered fast days. But most Fridays of the year are fast days. And we, 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 we abstain from meat products. I know that most Catholics don't follow this practice anymore. It's unfortunate, you know, I go to funerals on Fridays and meat is served. And, you know, it's hard to get people to realize that these fast days are important for us, that we should abstain from, you know, something in this world, as it says earlier, that, you know, we do not have to depend on this world on the goods of this world. We, not, we must have dependence on God for all things. So to give up something of this world is not a big deal. You know, as I said, we, don't, we didn't always eat meat. Adam and Eve lived on fruit and vegetables before their great sin. And we can, we can easily, with the amount of food in this world, we can easily on one day a week, not eat meat that day and live and eat fish. We can eat, uh, you know, milk products. We can eat uh, lots of vegetables, fruits. We can, we can live on not something that's not meat for one day a week. And that shows us that we are not dependent on the things of this world for our, salvation that we are dependent instead of god so fasting is something that we need to relearn in our catholic tradition we need to relearn that it's important to give up something at least once a week maybe even twice a week sometimes wednesdays and fridays in order to to serve god better so that's all i'm going to say today god bless you